and welcome to the TTELT podcast, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program of educators worldwide. My name is Maya Moore, and I'm your host for today. I'm also an Educators Worldwide board member. And with us today is Dr. Kirsten Dick. Hello. Hello. Dr. Dick is joining us from Nanjing, China, where she is an EFL teacher. Um, Dr. Dick will soon, in the next couple of months, start a fellowship in the Philippines. She has also um, held many other fellowships and has taught in the Ukraine. So we're very fortunate to have you with us here today, Dr. Dick. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And you have a really important topic to talk about today, and that is online teaching and some of your best practices um, for online teaching and to make it really meaningful for students. Um, Dr. Dick is going to share her top three tips and uh, we have a lot to talk about. So let's get into it. Okay, for sure. Um, so as we all know, probably by now, um, when you're teaching online, things can go wrong. Um, so expect problems and plan for problems plan that problems will be the norm, not the exception. One way of doing that is my first tip, simplify and clarify everything. Um, so choose your activities really carefully and maybe just choose one thing that students have to log into rather than trying to do a whole bunch of different complicated things that add steps levels of complexity and possibilities for extra additional problems. So don't use everything, just be very selective about the types of activities and tech that you are using. Give extra structure to students, um, meaning that you know students know that every day is going to be somewhat similar to the last day or the, the previous week or whatever. So students um, can jump in if they got lost, if their internet cut out or something like that. So they know what to expect and make sure that you're reminding students over and over again even if you feel like you've done it 10 times, repeat things, rephrase things in different words, paraphrase what you're saying. Um, and if students are asking you again, even though you said it yesterday or two minutes ago, just repeat it. Remind students about due dates, all kinds of things like that. And when you're working with new types of technology or websites, um, think about the student's age, Think about the student's level, um, especially when it comes to instructions and directions and login screens and things like that. Are they able to understand all the steps they need to go through to be able to join this activity? Um, is this activity too easy and they're going to get bored or is it too difficult and they're going to get lost? Um, and think about how much time it's going to take out of your class. If it takes 20 minutes to get set up for everybody and it's just a five or 10 minute activity, it might not be worth it. Um, think about whether everybody's device can log into things and make sure that you're choosing programs that are inclusive, that everybody's device, if it's a laptop, an iPhone, an Android phone, a tablet, everything is able to join your activity. Um, so simplify and clarify was my first point. And 
to piggyback on that, my second point is support learning goals. Make sure that everything you're choosing, absolutely everything supports what you want students to know at the end of the day, at the end of the week, the month, or the course. Um, so if something is fun, but it doesn't actually contribute to those major learning goals, it's got to go and something else needs to replace it that is going to help students get to where they need to go at the end. Um, so really think about backward mapping. What do student, students need to do at the end? What do they need to do in the middle? And what, uh, you know, where are they now? So what steps do they need to go through to get to where they need to be by the end of the course? Um, and then my final tip um, is be human because our devices are not. Our devices can sometimes um, seem obviously robotic right. um, and not like they're giving opportunities for interaction. So you have to insert those consciously in ways that you don't in the classroom. Your humanity gets lost behind your screen. Um, so add some humor, make some jokes, wear some costumes, bring some props, bring some photos of your real life, your dog, your family, um, allow students to tell stories about their lives. Give them opportunities to interact with each other in small groups. Give them choices of topic and assignment. Um, if they need accommodations because they have a device that doesn't have a working microphone or they have learning disabilities or whatever, work with them. You know, make the little changes that make the course accessible um, and make the course um, human for your students. They'll be so grateful to you and you'll make your own life easier as well. Make sure that you're communicating with students frequently, that they know that you're a real person and that you're there and you're accessible. It doesn't have to be at two o'clock in the morning, just <laughs> be available, be clear, repeat things, be supportive, don't yell at them, be, don't be negative. Um, and also try to make sure that your materials look okay, that you, you're not giving them, you know, PowerPoint slides that are full of text or, um, worksheets with text running into the margins and stuff like make it look nice because our brains like that. Um, so those are my top three tips. Um, simplify and clarify everything was number one. Support your learning goals was number two. And number three, be human. Um, all three of them, I think, are good tips for teaching in general, not just online teaching, but especially important for online teaching. Right. I, I totally agree. I was going to say all of the tips that you've shared with us today are equally important for, for straight up classroom teaching and online teaching. And, and they're all interconnected because when you talk about being human, you're really talking about showing who you are, right? Showing uh, your, your character, showing your humor, all of that. And that makes us as teachers more approachable. And so when you're more approachable and students are willing to open up to you about who they are, then you learn some things that will inform how you simplify and clarify instructions because you may learn through that, that the student has a learning difference right? That they need these accommodations because now you're this approachable person. And like, you know what, actually, I, I don't, 
I don't have a laptop. It, it was stolen or, you know, my brother needs it or, you know, I have dyslexia and this is really hard for me. Can you help? Because now you're just, you're a human. You're not just this teacher. You're a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the class will be more fun and more interesting for you if you're interacting with real p- people on the other ends of their screens as well. If you're hearing students' stories, that's so much better than you staring into a screen with black boxes that aren't doing anything or responding to you. Right, right. So it's better for everyone all the way around. And I also, I'm interested in your tip about um, creating a, a space for the students to interact with each other outside of the classroom. And how have you seen that kind of come together? Do students, is this a, an assignment that you give or you're just like, hey, here's a tool you can use if you like. It can be either one. Um, So I found in China, often my students will already come into my classes um, being connected to each other on apps like WeChat or QQ. Um, And so they'll just have text message conversations with each other um, or video chats with each other using those apps. Um, And outside of China, like Facebook Messenger or um, WhatsApp groups, Telegram groups, um, Instagram, sometimes students will send each other Zoom links and stuff like that. Um, So it can be an assignment um, or you can just like connect students with each other. You can just make a little group and say, these are the people who can support you, um, you know, if if you need help, like talk to the or you can appoint a student in your class who can help answer questions um, if they are willing to volunteer for that, you know, um, lots of different ways to do that. Right. I love that. And then if students have questions, like, oh, I, I missed that point in class, they have this group that they can go to um, and connect with. And maybe that starts some other, you know, friendships along the way, which is yeah. also really important to learning, you know, to have a sense of belonging and community is essential to, to learning as well. Absolutely. Well, this has been a really great discussion. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom that you've shared with us today, Dr. Dick. Um, Are there any final tips you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? Um, Just think about, like I say this all the time, think about your students as people. Um, they're, They're students after they're people you know, and hopefully you can make yourself human enough that they think of you as a person first and a teacher second, Um, because that's when you get real compassion and trust, and that's when the real learning happens. Well, that is a wonderful way to wrap this up. I know that all of our listeners will benefit from the knowledge that you shared with us today. Um, giving us a lot of great tips that we can put into place right now to boost our online teaching. So again, thank you. Um, This has been the TTELT podcast. We hope that you all will join us for future podcasts um, and also like us and follow us on our social media channels. 